hello and welcome back to another segment of Your Girl Says. And today, Your Girl Says, pro-black is not anti-white. Okay, guys, so I'm going to start off this segment with one of my favourite quotes from one of my favourite authors, uh, that is James Baldwin. And I came across this quote when I started really um, researching um, James Baldwin. So the quote is, to be a Negro in this country and to be relatively conscious is to be at rage almost all the time okay so let me divulge a little bit before i start into what that quote actually means so a negro is um a quite archaic and antiquated term for black people and it just means that and to be conscious means to be aware of things in society um econo- both socially and economically and to be enraged all the time. So by enraged, obviously angry. So basically what, what Baldwin was trying to say through this quote was that to be a black person within the society that we are in right now, it means to be aware of everything that's going on and aware, aware of the inequality and the prejudice and the racism that is th- thriving and definitely evident within society. And be angry because for quite frankly, there's at most times nothing you can actually do about it. Okay, so today I'm going to address the problem that I have faced being a quote-unquote pro-black individual. Now, for many of you thinking, what's pro-black? Like, what even is that? Okay, so I believe that the term pro-black is quite subjective because you can get many different people who claim to be pro-black and their um, explanation of what this is is quite different. So I'm going to give you mine. And I can only speak from from my... um, my black perspective as a black female so pro-black to me just means that you're encouraging black people you are here for their enlightenment their liberation you really push um black love black black businesses um more black affluent affluent families you push um you just push black people to and you want to see them thrive and do as best as they can now the reason why many people believe that pro-black means anti-white is because when they see a lot of um pro-black uh campaigns being advertised it usually gets misconstrued because they usually believe that oh this is pro-black which automatically means that they are anti any other race and it's like for example i'll use uh black lives matter for example black lives matter does not mean that all other lives do not they're just making a point to say that in society all lives should matter but given the many many incidents it's quite evident that black lives do not matter therefore they are raising the voice for black individuals who feels like who who feel like one their life doesn't matter and it's not being catered for in society the way in which everybody else's life should be catered for because no life holds more value than the other we're all human beings now for me the way i see it is that um being pro-black is, is it's, a, it's a great thing and it shouldn't be you shouldn't take it in the way to mean uh an ext- it's not an extremist view it's just a view that you want to see people of when I speak on black people's behalf, people of your own race, you want to see them do well as well. It's not, you're not like a black supremacist. You're not like the complete opposite. Like being pro-black does not mean you're anti-white. It's not, a, there's no binary, binary effect here. It's not you're either one or the other. To be pro-black means just that you want to see the furtherment of black individuals. Now I'm going to be talking about um, it from why I'm pro-black so my first reason is 
and why I promote it. So to be pro-black means to me to promote black love. And I think it's extremely important for me as a black individual, a black woman especially, to promote black love. Now, what I mean by that is like black families, healthy, happy black families. And the reason why I think this is so essential, I don't have an issue with like individuals dating outside of their race, etc, etc. But I think the narrative has been pushed too much in society where... Um, black men um end up in jail and uh, and are estranged from their fathers and their families etc and then women are left to to kind of be the matriarchal figure figure in the household and help and just cater to all things domestic whilst going to work whilst the man is either estranged in jail or just committing antisocial behavior and i think that narrative is something that's been pushed so much within society that for a lot of black individuals speaking for myself i can say that i can count on my fingers the amount of uh healthy thriving working black families that i have seen growing up now we are a product of our environment i am a troop i i do believe this but i think we need to push the narrative of black love and the fact that a black woman and a black man or a black woman and woman and a black man and a black man can have a family together and that family can be successful and that family can thrive and there can be generational wealth within the black community i think that's an extremely important thing to push into the heads of our young black generation because i think we as black people have a history of um of stepping outside of our race and then creating let's say wealth and achievements outside of our races with other races now there's nothing wrong with that but i believe that sometimes when this is done say for example when a uh, a black female goes with a caucasian male outside of her race quite evident and then she creates a family and she's like oh um black men ain't, ain't never done enough this and they haven't done this and they haven't done that okay you can be with someone outside of your race but it doesn't mean you have to then tear down the rest of your race and that's why where i think that we go wrong i believe that promoting black love is essential because growing up as a young black child you want to look up to your parents and you want to see okay this love can work i can count on my hands the many the many times in cinemas i've never seen two leading black um roles in a romantic comedy i've never seen them show black love like that that's unless it's a uh, jordan peele movie unless it's a tyler perry movie unless it's a spike lee movie we don't see uh black men and women of uh, both um sexual preferences as romantic female leads or re- romantic leads sorry that's really interesting and i think that what we should take away from this is the fact that if the media and these um the movies the music is only a reflection of society what is that saying about black love is that saying that black people can't be happy and create a loving family environment that is the question okay so now moving on to my uh, second half of this episode on <clears throat> pro-black is does not mean anti-white the second reason why i really believe in pushing um black the idea of pro-black is because i believe that as a black community we should push black businesses now the my reasoning behind this is that we are i from watching on this netflix show called 
crazy or mad max or something ridiculous like that on netflix i will put that in a description when i can remember what it's actually called when i go back on it but from watching this documentary on netflix the black community is the only community and this documentary was based in america we are the only community that struggled to keep the pound sorry the dollar within our own community so in our own race for more than a couple of hours the asian community can keep the pound within dollar sorry the dollar within their name for over 28 days and the caucasian community can keep their the dollar within their community for just as long as the asian community the black community are the only ones to struggle to keep the dollar within our own within our own race for longer than a couple of hours now if you're quite confused on what this means this is going to be like <laughs> econ- economics and capitalism one-on-one for dummies because i'm not really well versed in econ- economics and the whole capitalism thing but i'm going to try my best here so what i mean by keeping the pa- the pound or the dollar within your community means that you're only buying Uh, black brands and you're only buying from black traders you're only consuming from black business owners Um, so this would mean you only go to a black barbershop you'd only go to a black butchers you'd only go to a black supermarket etc so to keep the pound or the dollar within your own community so this increases your your not your not your worth but your overall like net capital etc whatever whatever all that means um so the reason why i believe that this is a a thing that we should push is because all other communities are able to kind of benefit off of uh black people and that's quite a wild statement but i'm going to divulge and kind of explain to you what i mean by that other businesses are aware that let me use the hair and beauty sector of like business so black the black community are the number one consumers in hair and beauty now i don't know if um where you're listening from but i know definitely from southwest london um the beauty hair shops they supply afro-caribbean indian etc um so hair and beauty cosmetic products etc and you will never see a black a shop owned by a black person it will always be someone from the asian community it will always be someone either chinese indian etc now they have seen that there is a hole in the market which the black community uh need or there is a, there's a strong demand for it they have now capitalized on that and, and used it to their advantage so they're really good with other other communities such as asian and caucasian are really good at setting up businesses and these businesses are always supported not only by their own but also by other communities ask yourself now that you're sitting down listening to my podcast how many times have you bought something that's black owned and could you be black owned for just one day like how easy or how hard is it to keep the pound or the dollar within within our own community for longer than an hour that is my test for you guys if you can keep if you can just buy black owned for one day or just and that means anything you consume anything you use anything you buy your modes of transport etc can you black black owned can you drive a car that's black owned can you drive a car that's black made by black individuals etc a black company now many of you might say oh my god this is so like radical i'm just saying think of it as an expert from an experimental point of view think okay if other communities can do this and they're quite um i'm gonna be quite general but 
the Caucasian and Asian community are quite affluent. And then when you look at it, look at the comparison between the black community, who uh, more than more than often are not as affluent, and we have to ask ourselves why. Why are we the biggest consumers in in things such as cosmetics, sports, etc., but yet we can't even keep the value value of our money or high in our own community? Why is that? Now, there was a time in history, time period where we were able to keep the pound or dollar within our own communities for 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 multiple days, years, etc., and that was um, leading back all the way to segregation because obviously when in, Amer- in the Americas, when the Jim Crow law was um, rife and happening, black individuals could only use and go to establishments owned by black individuals. So therefore, they were able to keep the pound or the dollar within their communities. Obviously, that wasn't that was met with quite um, quite a lot of angst and frustration. Granted, because it's absolutely ridiculous. The segregation was absolutely ridiculous but let, there is a silver lining within that we were able to keep the we were able to keep the pound and the dollar within our own communities for a longer period of time meaning that we increase our value as a whole now that is just my take on the kind of economic side of things and just building just building your value overall as a as a community that's why i really love to support black owned businesses black owned businesses and another part of that i guess comes from the idea that i want to now see a lot more generational wealth i don't want to see like generational poverty like let's let's let i'm gonna say generational quite a lot in this tiny little segment but let's break those generational curses that say that oh um debt etc all these things let's let's break that cycle and let's see generational wealth pour into um uh, black black families because to be honest that's a thing i believe that really holds us back as a community the fact that there isn't a lot of generational wealth and capital being generated so that means a lot of um i'm speaking on my like i said it's only my experiences only my um to my situations that I can speak speak from but I say this to say that I say this to say that not a lot of black families you see investing etc having loads of assets in which they can now create a capital from and then pass on to their um offspring and thus creating generational wealth I don't see that happening quite a lot it'd be great if we push these black owned businesses so they can create a, a business to have to pass down to their um the offsprings and um the generations to come thus creating creating um a space for there to be generational wealth for wealth to to really tr- really keep up and travel throughout the years I'm probably explaining this really bad I hope you all are able to understand but so yeah, that's why I kind of push the idea of black businesses. And that's another aspect of being pro-black. That doesn't necessarily mean that I don't support um, any other ethnicities or backgrounds and their businesses. It just means that as a pro-black individual, I would like to see more of the black community out there doing more, etc. And I feel like uh, 2019 is a huge year for black owned businesses we are seeing loads of our friends we're seeing loads of our family members coming out and being really um 
using their initiative like i'm seeing loads of youtubers going out there they're finding their craft and they're capitalizing on it they're learning how to monetize on things like this so for example i know loads of girls on youtube etc even some of my friends that are now making wigs they're selling them i know girls that are creating clothes shout out to alicia like her designs are mad like amazing i see friends like making youtube channels i see friends like using their craft and 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 now monetizing on it because that's the way it's going we live in a capitalist society where you need to monetize on your craft because that's one thing that no one can take away from you is your craft and never think that one sector is too saturated especially especially for black individuals never think that one sector is too saturated for you to be to to use to monetize so yeah i would say even though it hasn't been um it just hasn't been very evident it hasn't been very clear unless you're looking for it you won't see a lot of black owned businesses but i think it's become more common than it was in previous years so you have to give credit where it's due you see a lot of people um going out there they're designing their things they're pushing these products they're creating these great things i think if you have friends that have great businesses and i'm speaking about the black community here and even other communities if you have friends out there and they're making a great product and you see them really using their initiative and trying to monetize on their craft absolutely support them absolutely um share it i mean this is the age of social media this is the age where we should be using what we have to our disposal disposal so in closing on this part about pushing black owned businesses it's not anti-white it's not anti any other um any other sector of um society it doesn't mean we're not gonna buy from a white people we're not gonna buy from asian people we're not gonna buy from etc no because we already do that so we already help we already help those communities to increase their value etc if you're gonna look at it from a, a money point of view these communities already work together to increase their value and um why shouldn't we do the same as a black community, why shouldn't we do the same? Why shouldn't we help our own community increasing our value, uh, creating generational wealth, pushing these black owned businesses? Why shouldn't we? That is the question you need to ask yourself. So this is the last segment of um, this episode about being the fact that pro-black does not mean anti-white. And now I'm going to speak on a more um, educational side of things. So I'm referencing to like schools, etc. I being pro-black for me, um, the reason why I push it so much is that, for example, from a curriculum, from a uh, academic point of view, if we look at the curriculum, I'm speaking about like British culture and the, Brit- the British cu- uh, curriculum. If we look at the curriculum that we are faced with, it's a lot of the times uh, founded around British history. Now from being from the caribbean um and going i haven't been to like secondary school etc but being being at preschool and both parents both parents and extended family being educated in the caribbean the curriculum differs in england we see a lot that the curriculum is um featured around um european history um very eurocentric uh topics so within english it would be either american i say american but like so caucasian american but like caucasian uh authors so example for example fitzgerald who can only write from a caucasian male point of view and then we have um 
uh, 18th century, 16th century literature, which is all based upon Victorian values, etc. And then we have history. And when we get to history, it's all about um, World War One, World War Two, Nazi Germany, um, and then the East India Trading Company. And then when we do learn about um, black history, it's always America and the Malcolm X's and the Martin Luther King's, etc. And then when you go to now um a levels when we get to a levels there's more of a uh there's more of a spread of choice so you can now choose to do what you want so for languages wise you can do spanish french german etc and if you really wanted to push yourself further there is options like polish turkish kurdish um hindu etc all these different avenues which you can take that if you've actually noticed are all european now the interesting thing that I, the reason why pro black fits into this for me as a pro black individual, I feel that you should that you should push for a more diverse curriculum. Now, I don't know if you lot have been um, really clued up on the news lately, but I know Meghan Markle, you know uh, Harry's wife, who <laughs> secured the bag, honey, yes, yeah, she did. Um, she's really been involved in the UK at the moment about wanting to push for more, more diversity in the curriculum. Sis, you're going to have to talk to Michael Goves and Nikki Morgan for that one. <laughs> okay, can we say e back? So the reason why, as a pro-black individual, I feel like we should push, individuals, we should push for a more diverse curriculum is because why should we be forced to learn about Queen Victoria, the Victorians, the Tudors, the Celtic Age, the Ice Age, the Iron Age, or all these different stuff? Why should we only have to learn uh, European languages? Why aren't all these other sort of... Feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. I, you can disagree with me, but I'd rather you not. Why isn't there more of an option for other ethnicities that are of um, uh, African descent? So why can't we uh, learn tree? Why isn't that a, a language from like that we could learn? Why can't we uh, learn Igbo and use it in our A-levels? Why can't we speak Creole and be examined on it for A-levels? Why are... Why cannot can we not learn about the Caribs and the Arawaks? Why can't we learn about the different tribes, the, the the Maroons of Jamaica? Why can't we learn about all these things in schools when we can learn about all different countries in Europe? Why, when we have to learn about the Holocaust, we have to learn about um, different genocides in different European countries? Why can't we learn about um, the Caribbean? Why can't we learn about um, Africa? And let's stop just teaching about slavery because our history didn't one didn't begin with slavery and two it didn't end with slavery so why should why should we kind of be forced to not be included in the curriculum because in the caribbean you are forced to learn about the whole the whole world you're forced to learn about your um society so your history so that would for, for me that would be this um saint vincent's history our national anthem etc then you would be um forced to learn about the americas the uk um and other parts of the world you'd have to be clued up you can't be ignorant to these things in the caribbean so why is it in the uk that we our curriculum is very Europeanized when the U- the UK is a center of business a- around the world. Like people come to the UK when they want to do business and banking. So that means you're interacting with loads of different people from lo- loads of different cultures. Now, as a black individual, it's quite stifling when you just have to learn about European issues. And when you are taught about black culture, it's the same thing again and again. It's Malcolm X, it's Martin Luther King, it's Rosa Parks our history didn't begin and end with slavery or the civil rights it'd be really great if that we could learn 
about the fact that we were once kings if we, and queens it'd be really great if we could learn the origins of um african uh, spiritualism and religion etc it would be really great if we could un- unlearn the the ideas about um religion in haiti and voodoo being uh, like seen as a bad thing it'd be really great if we could be exposed to these things in classrooms from our own culture that stops us from being ignorant it'd be really great if we didn't have to rely on our family to educate us or rely on google because the thing is we grow up with all this knowledge of what's going on in the uk but our own background we don't know enough about and you'll probably say that oh it should be in the hands of your family etc in the hands of um you yourself to to take your own initiative but as a school school is there to educate you and as a pro-black individual i really believe that it's part of the school's obligation to teach a child about themselves but hey that's just my point of view you can disagree but i'd rather you not so in in closing i really believe as a pro-black individual we should push for more diversity in the curriculum i would love to learn about my my background from my teachers i would love to have to not explain what things like colorism is i'd love to have to have to not explain the fact that um this is prior to a conversation i had with my friend shout out rebecca and we just had a conversation about the fact that she had to actually explain to her uni her uni professor what black history month was and the fact that we even had black history month or the fact that the black panthers are not just a marvel character but they are in fact a political civil rights group that derived in the 60s the fact that children are having to explain these things to professors and teachers mm, i think there is an error within our curriculum and i think there is an error that needs to be fixed so in closing these are just the reasons why i consider myself a pro-black person and in saying that i say this just because i believe in a more diverse that we need a more diverse curriculum doesn't mean that i completely disregard the curriculum that we have now i think it's great i think it's taught me so much um i think it's really handy especially for the environment in which we live to know all about these about the history of england about europe etc so when i say europe i'm speaking about um so europe etc um i think it's great but i think that there needs to be more more diversity i feel like black kids boys and girls need to feel more included and feel like okay uh, i'm more than just a descendant a descendant of slavery you know what i mean and i feel like for us who grew up um 2000s and beforehand who were born 2000s and beforehand are kind of aware of this because of the, the social climate and cultural climate that we were born into but i think after 2000s i think that's kind of lacking that education especially on the home front so i feel like that slack needs to be picked up in schools but i mean this is just one girl's opinion one black girl's opinion so you can take it or leave it so yeah guys so just to conclude pro-black does not mean anti-white i mean we love white people and black people both but we just believe that in enlightening and furthering uh black individuals in society so thank you for tuning in today and tonight and your girl says good night